0: Y'all ready? To be history. Get started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite, thanks to Rode microphones. These guys are professional. The motivated. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robo Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech Tech to the VO stars, George the Tech Whitten from LA, and me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Right Line up. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Today we're talking all things ribbon. But before we get to that, can anybody tell me what microphone I'm on? Well, I've got to exclude this myself is the question. from this. Yeah, you have to exclude yourself, mm-hmm. yes indeed. As usual. So it's the up. NTG3. What makes you say that, Robert? It's dark. Does it sound overly dark to you at the moment, though? Oh, say sounds overly dark. It sounds, it sounds dark. darker than what I usually flat. hear from you. Flat, okay, flat, yeah. sure. Did, yeah. I, did I get it right? You did, spot <laughs> on. Um, it's funny because I dug it out because I I had one of these ages ago and now I've got another one um, which basically I use for Somerset for when she does her stuff because it works nicely on a female voice. Um, But then we were playing around the other day, Robbo and I, and I ran it through the SSL2 with the 4K button in and it seems to work really well. (laughs) I, I like it. By the
1: way, I just went from the NTG5 to the NTG4. That's how much less gain...
0: Wow! Wow! What a
2: difference! <laughs> yeah, and the four—the four is a little bit more distant sounding. Yeah, I mean, that's because of the gain. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's
1: about 10 dB less output than the five. So I just wow. switched, but I was—I did it because to show you how flat the NTG four actually does sound. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's a flat mic until you hit the boost button. I, yep. I was very happy with the NTG four as far as like for oh, a yeah. budget and flexible mic. I mean, it—it's it, not like a. It doesn't have that flattery that the NTG5 has. The NTG5 right. definitely has a bottom end that's great. Yeah. But, um, no, I think it's a good mic for
1: the value. And it's absolutely. still pretty quiet. It's pretty clean. It's-
0: and it's flex. Yeah. Flexi- yeah and, and I really love its flexibility. But it's interesting with the three, the NTG3, because I, I, I didn't like it on my voice at all uh, until we even played around the other day and I stuck it through the SSL2. And I thought, mm, okay. Now it sounds kind of good to me. So, anyway. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Ribbons because the other thing um that landed in my lap to test was the Shure KSM353 uh which is their uh, ribbon one of their ribbon mics an expensive microphone.
2: Yes. <laughs> I was quite shocked when I looked it up. You you're you're selling it, right? You're you're like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what happened. I just tell you lost in the shipment.
1: I got a rock <laughs> yeah. in the mail. What the hell is yeah. this?
2: <laughs> Highest bidder.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just got a lead nugget inside the, the microphone. Yeah. box. but that that was a um, that was an interesting one. We've all heard the the sample, which we uh, I think we can probably have a link to or something. Robbo, can well, we do we'll that? Play it now. One, two, three. So far, it doesn't sound like I thought it would sound. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Um, I don't know whether I'm talking to the front or the back, so I might just turn it. This is the other side of the shore. Yeah. One, two, 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 two. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: They sound it's
0: the not... same front and back, which you would expect.
1: Now,
3: yeah.
0: yeah, what do you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> front and back. But uh, and, it, and nothing through the side. But it's actually um, not as dark and as I thought it was going to be.
2: That but it does have a pretty big low end. It, it does have a, a, a fatness and a bigness to it I mean but the top end didn't go away like happens with a lot of ribbons
3: it's funny you're right because that's what I expected when I first saw the file my ears were waiting for that missing top end piece of the puzzle yeah Yeah. but um,
2: it didn't get that which was interesting do you have to have the preamp cranked up how did it what what was it acting like compared to other mics as far as the gain
0: necessary? it wasn't too bad actually I I ran it through the Grace M101 and uh, of course I had to push the ribbon button, and I did have to crank it up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was acceptable. Um, You wouldn't want to have um, a noisy pre, I wouldn't have thought, because you'd be dragging all sorts of noise up.
1: Well, it um, it does say it has a double-shielded, matched, full-size transformer, and so that's going to help dramatically with the output.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to give you better output for sure. Well, I hate to, I'd hate to use it if it didn't have that then because um, I don't think I'd have any preamps that could drive it. Mm-hmm.
2: How did you find it was acting as far as like plosives? Was it super sensitive or...?
0: Um, it was actually, no, it was good. And it's also, it's got one of the, I, I, look, I don't know the technical stuff, but they've made some kind of um, super tough ribbon that goes inside that mic. roswell Eight. Oh, that's Roswell-8. right. So you, can, so
2: you can put it on a bass drum, like the first bass drum ribbon microphone. No.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can basically drop the mic and it's going to be fine-ish, I guess. Like, you know, any other mic. Yeah, you're going to do that
1: and then send it back to
0: sure. Yeah, and then you say, you told me I could drop it. I (laughs) saw the video.
1: (laughs) Wait, isn't this the mic that you can use as a hammer? Remember that mic? No, (laughs) no, that
0: wasn't this mic.
1: (laughs) That wasn't the one. No, no, no. no. That's the EV635A reporter mic
0: you can use as
1: a hammer. (laughs) But But yeah, I thought it sounded nice. I mean... um, you know, sort of in the vacuum of not comparing it against others, it's so hard to justify the expense of a mic like this to just record voiceover. And I should say just record voiceover. I yep. mean, there's just so many good sounding microphones these days that are going to be a little more manageable and but, certainly a little less expensive.
2: But but there are some standout ribbons that sort of, um, and I would say this is one of them, that even though it's a ribbon and it has... That natural sound and that, and, and, and just just sort of the, the thing that ribbons bring, which I think to me, a lot of what ribbons bring is a very natural kind of soundstage. Yeah. Um, but the AEA, was it the 848 or the, it's like their are on... West uh yeah, mics. Exactly. And that one's another one that just, it's a ribbon, but it, it'll sit there with, with other studio mics and you don't have to EQ it up or mm-hmm. kind of compensate for anything. So, how does figure eight work out
1: in your studio?
0: Well, I use figure eight all the time, as you, as you know. Like, I, I use it on the Austrian Audio mm-hmm. OC818 and also the, um, the uh, C414EB. C414. Yeah, right. you, just, you, you just do
2: that to get the huge proximity out of it, right?
0: I just use it because I, I, I think it just sounds a bit better, that's all. It's, it's, it's the proximity. It's more depth.
2: It's, the, yeah. it's it, like the, the figure eight has the most proximity effect of all the polar patterns. Yeah, and thereby uh-huh. it has a longer what I call reach. So
1: mm-hmm. you can you can get back a bit further. Like just today, I was having a client test out her U eighty seven in figure eight for the first time. I was like, "You ever tried that?" No, I never have. And I just showed her. I was like, "You can work this mic now through two to three, maybe even five inches further away, and it's going to give you a very similar low end response." But it was darker. So it was a different sound,
2: right? Hmm. And, and and also um, yeah. they have such, especially a ribbon. I mean, sometimes the large diaphragms in figure eight because it's technically two diaphragms. They don't have as good side rejection, but the ribbons have insane side rejection. It's just gone because 100%, it's
1: yeah.
2: And um and so if you in the right situation, you know, if you have the glass in your booth um to the to your side or something, and you might find that actually you get better um. You, Rejection of the reflections from from yeah. that hard surface using a figure eight. Um, yeah.
3: Does that mean you have to be more precise when you get on it, though? Like, if you're slightly off, does it make you sound a lot more off?
2: Well, it's it's like a it's like a shotgun in that sense. You know, if you think right. about think of polar patterns as a continuous thing. It's not like it's not like cardioid or figure eight or shot or you know hypercardioid. It's a continuous sort of. Um, that's not quite the case with a hypercardioid, but, but generally, you know, you go from an omni, and then they add the second capsule in, um, and then it, um, it does the cardioid thing, wide cardioid. It becomes, a, I forget the exact order, and then it becomes a figure eight, and then it, it goes the other direction where everything goes to the other side of the capsule,
1: mm. technically. But, um, the, you know, what the difference is really, the difference between like a shotgun mic and a ribbon mic is the off-axis frequency response.
0: Yeah, the so shock. Like that the has overall like, polar yeah.
1: pattern is maybe have a similar thing, but your off-axis frequency response of a ribbon mic is going to be way Beautiful. smoother. Exactly. Like way like you can, while the sweet spot is smaller because it's a figure eight, it doesn't just dis- you don't lose the integrity of the signal.
2: Right. You don't get, you get, all get all that phasiness. Right. And that, and that's yeah. the thing about ribbons that I have to say is like my biggest takeaway from ribbons is that actually two things they sound. Really, really, really natural, like yeah. almost, almost the way omnis sound natural, but ribbons sound very natural. And also, even though ribbons are dark, they typically take to EQ really well. Right. Um, they, you, you can boost stuff up, and they don't get all like sharp and or w- like just weird things happen. They just kind of nicely rise, and they are they are much. I think they're much more of a pure microphone in a sense. They're so simple yeah. in their design. Well, looking at the, the frequency response of that mic,
1: it's not ruler flat, right? It's a little bumpy, but mm-hmm. everything is subtle. So there's a little bump at 100, and then there's like this little wobble at like 500. It goes up and down. And then there's like a couple dB rise at like, what is this, 1, two, three, 4, k Then it has a dip at like 8K. So it's almost the opposite of a 416 or 41.6, where it mm-hmm. has much more of a rise, so this is a nice dip, and then it peaks up at 10k again, and then it rolls off, like it's sloping from there. Mm. So this is going to be beautiful on someone that's got a bit of a harshness to their voice, maybe a little bit edgy or sibilant. See, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. This is going to sound amazing on. Yeah, say women's voices sometimes could sound awesome on this. I mean, yeah. I think.
0: Well, because a lot of deep, like even deep voices have a lot of sibilants. So. Yeah, sure.
1: It's just the sibilant yeah. frequencies fall in different places, right? So. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes but, but you can get a bit of a ch- ch- a
1: harsh, esh, like an eshy sound, like the 4K, and this mic is going to help that a lot because it starts rolling off around from like 4 to 8K.
2: So. But but it's all pretty smooth. It doesn't have like sharp turns, so it doesn't right. have that like phasey, like hard, like... Yeah. That's all,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. There's a few things in voiceover world that for me are still some a sort of like a, you know, unknown, uncharted territory, yeah. and that is... Extensive experimenting with ribbon mics ribbon in mics. small studios. And then also for me, experimenting with diffusion, acoustical diffusion mm-hmm. in small studios, you know, and figuring out how to make that work optimally. But um, I definitely wanted to spend some more time on them. And there's some, there are some really affordable ribbons. I mean, Road, Art, Road themselves has one that's nicely uh, an active one. So it's going to be a lot easier to. I'll
2: I'll say power. I really really like my uh, my my Cascade Fat Heads. They are less than two hundred dollars and they they work really well, especially on guitar and certain things. They're just wonderful mics. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in in a way, it's funny. It's like a ribbon mic is so simple in its design that that I'm, I'm surprised there aren't actually more of them.
1: You yeah, know? I think they just have a bad reputation for being. Very delicate. hard to draw, you know very delicate and very hard to to get a good level out of,
2: yeah,
1: and cloud cloud microphones they, that's when they invented the cloud lifter, lifter yeah they 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 first made an active mic, and then the guy Roger was like, why don't I just take the cloud lifter why don't I take the thing out of the mic?" And make Pretty, that a thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> which he did, which was freaking genius. I don't, can you imagine how many cloud lifters? Oh, I mean, geez. yeah. He has sold. I mean, uh, I mean, that company is built on a cloud lifter at this point. I mean, he's probably sold a couple thousand mics and probably. 10,000 cloud lifters
0: you know yeah. yes, probably well, and and
2: and really like 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 you you're you're saying like you know experimenting with ribbon mics and voiceovers but it's really kind of a retro thing i mean for the longest time ribbon mics were the mics and it's not really until the 50s and 60s that condensers are the main microphones and even and at that time for a while ribbons were used quite a bit for voiceovers and announcers and yeah. and then they kind of go away for a while and then they trends. come back with a vengeance with
1: Royer. Yeah, there's trends in things. Um, and Royer's mics are pretty high fi, I guess you'd call it, right? They, they are, yeah, yeah. They're great. They're mics. not, they're not, they're not, well, certainly not thin and they're also not dark. Um, no, no. My we're Octava, not, uh, since we were talking about
2: Octava before, dark, the isn't it? show is really yeah. dark. <laughs> well, most of and, the budget yeah. ribbons are dark. Like, yes. that's, that's one of the first telltale signs of a, lessy but Affordable. that doesn't i see I, I don't really fault them that much because they take to eq so well that even though they're dark you can just kind of give a nice high shelf to them and they come yeah, back and they still sound not great bright,
1: but it's not like they the frequency disappears into an abyss above 10k it's still there it's just down in a hole you just, you just bring it up it. right little, little yeah, yeah. eq and it, it still sounds yeah. glassy and yeah <laughs> The last time I used that mic was a long time ago, but I was recording a friend's wife or girlfriend who was a theater singer. And so she just had that punch you in the face one to five three K, you know, in her voice. And that was beautiful on her voice. Just smoothed mm. it out so well.
0: So if you had, a, if you, as an audio engineers, if you've got a file lobbed on your inbox, either a U87 or, say, the Shure KSM353, which would you prefer? Well,
1: we need to go. We need to have the ultimate U eighty seven KSM 535 The U eighty seven is going to be
2: a more flexible microphone, but oh, it's more versatile. Um, yeah, but, but it's, if you're
1: just going to have a mic in a booth for recording one thing, and that's a voiceover, you don't need a versatile mic, right? You just needs true a good mic, yeah,
0: or a correct. great
2: mic. I I think the the figure eight nature of the ribbon makes it much harder to place in you you have to really think about where it is and what's around it much more than a cardioid mic.
1: Do you, though? You Here's don't think my so? Theory. Here's my Well, okay. I'm always thinking in the context of a voiceover actor's home studio, right? So
2: you're not thinking? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking lowest common denominator. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Keep this in
1: mind. Like, I'm not setting it up in a room that's got 12-foot ceilings and, you know, 20 by 30 feet or a room where there's open mics for other instruments, anything else. Like, yes, no, arg- no argument whatsoever. Like, using this mic with instruments and things takes extra care. It's a, very, it's a different technique. But so many cases where small booths have a really low ceiling and you're always dealing with resonance of the ceiling, boominess and mud is, like, really bad. And so figure eight is, is awesome. Cause it just kills that off. It's gone. It just
2: doesn't, you don't have to deal with it. And Cause it's coming f- straight into the side. The ceiling is coming straight down.
1: Right. Yeah. I guess so. you just hang the mics. You hang the mic vertically. You can have it upside down, right side up, whatever floats your boat. And, uh and, that, and yeah, and you're off to the races. It just, as long as the back of the mic is facing a bass trap, you know, or just a dead corner, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And, and most people have so many other reflective things in their booth, like the, Copy stand and the right. computer monitor and the the glass door on their booth and, and there's so many things to reflect off of, but you can just you can just aim the mic to avoid most of those. Um, whereas a cardioid, it's just it's you know, yeah, I hear that reflection too. Yep, I hear that one over well, there. Well, the too, cardioid right spreads
2: one. out to the side, you know, right and right. What's funny is RCA made the gas pedal mic. I forget the exact model, but that was a ribbon mic. Through that was trying to be directional, and I think also Western made the was it the the birdcage mic, and that was also I believe had some uh, pseudo directionality to it. They they were trying to you yeah. know the, the the later ribbon mics you know post whatever nineteen fifty or so. If my buddy Dan Leonard is
1: listening to this right now, he's
2: going, I know what it is because I have one. He
1: loves loves ribbon mics. He's got a collection of them, and
2: he loves oh, the wow. history of okay. them.
1: Hmm. But um yeah, he's got all kinds, but yeah, the, the gas pedal one is that the one that look looks like a metal flat. What, it looks like cheap? a
2: metal thing with like it looks totally Art Deco. It's actually a very pretty yeah, looking mic, very I think. Deco looking.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and then I have and then I have a ribbon mic that is definitely not in the vein of anything else that we've talked about whatsoever, and that's the Coles ribbon <laughs> mic, the lip mic. So this is the Coles lip mic, and um, it's decidedly not very high fi. No.
2: You <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's no, it's thin. And, and, and what's you, funny is it's not as dark sounding. I mean, it's dark, but it doesn't have the bass of yeah. a ribbon. It's like so, very peaked out in the voice frequencies because we're listening filter. to it. Because this
1: is an, au- an audio format. If you want to see what this mics looks like in act, mic looks like in action, and you happen to have Apple TV, check out the show Ted Lasso because every time they show the 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 announcers at the soccer games. The football games, sorry about that. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is the mic they're using. So it's kind of fun to see them being used on a t- modern television show. Mm. But um, this is the... rip. So it's really odd because I'm literally resting the mic physically against my upper lip right That's now.
3: Designed to do that, right? That's why it's exactly. Yeah.
1: And so the announcer just puts it on their lip and they don't have to worry about holding it in the right place. It just rests on the lip. And it's, its whole point of this thing is It's not very sanitary, back, is it? Yeah, really. <laughs> the whole idea is that it's supposed to have massive back rejection. So
0: it's not like a normal figure eight. Is that why a lot of commentators in the 70s and 80s have moustaches? <laughs> to just stop the rubbing on the top <laughs> yeah. of it? yeah. Well, <laughs> you know who actually sounds
3: great on one of those, AP? Is uh, is Rabs. Uh, Murray Walker. Ray Warren. The oh, legendary, yes. yeah, yeah, legendary the Australian yep. football commentator, like, Legendary. Everybody knows Rabs. He sounds amazing on one of those things. It's
1: crazy. But the reason yeah. I have it, and this is the reason I have it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This I, is yeah, interesting. I, here, I'm
0: sure. Here we go.
1: Tw- Ten, eleven years ago, I was hired by a producer from CBS to make the ultimate portable voiceover kit, and we were trying to find the right the things we could shove in a small pelican case, including the computer that would be making the ultimate portable voiceover recording kit, including the ability to do source connect. And, um, and so I built that, um, and the microphone that I chose, or at least thought I was going to try to try to use was this one. Cause we thought we, what's the, what's a mic that you could use in a crap room. And it would be this one. And that was the theory. And it even had a cloud lifter in it. And I had a, actually it didn't originally have a cloud lifter. We had a, um, a sound device is MM1, which is like a portable mic preamp that they make. It's really nice. It's got tons of gain. It's got a headphone amp in it as well, so you can really get a good level. And and uh, that's what was in the kit. And then the other thing that was in the kit, which I still have, and I showed my girlfriend the other day, was kind of like an archaeological. It was really kind of funny to pull this computer. It was this really small Windows laptop, like smaller than you can imagine. Like Like, like a Dell 10? It's much smaller than that. Oh, wow. It's hilariously small with a touchscreen. And it's a (laughs) full-blown Windows computer. It's running XP. (laughs) (laughs) I booted it up and I was like, oh my God, it's XP. The computer still runs. Um, But uh, anyway, that's why I have it. We were trying to find what could we carry around in a kit that an actor could use in any situation and get usable audio. But, you know, we found out that it was decidedly...
2: It was not, not sounding very great. good. Like yeah. the
1: Fidelity just didn't come close to matching the gold standard announced mic, which would be the 41.6. This mic didn't sound anything like it, you know? So it was an experiment that failed, and I still have the mic. That's another story I won't get into right now
2: why, but I do. So <laughs> so switch to the mic. Would and by the way, what do you have? Like a switcher, like an XLR switcher? You switched over to it so quick. Oh, I have this cool mixer, this this sponsor that we have
1: called Road. Send me mm. this thing called a roadmaster <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: pro.
1: Wow! <laughs> yeah, so I was able to do that on the fly.
2: So, so, so switch that's to cool. it and give us our. I mean, like I don't know, like like some sort of sports. And I'm like, no, 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 no coming on the road,
1: and they're coming around the corner. They're the pedals to the metal. Look at that guy go. He's gonna get, catch the inside line. Oh my god, he's been cut off. Oh, his wheels come off. He's flying into the audience. Oh my god, it's a fiery crash. Oh my god, the humanity.
2: It, it does. It does
1: have the sound.
2: It does. <laughs> that, was,
1: that was
3: the Le Mans Mercedes crash. Yes, do that again, George, and, and I'll give the background effects. Okay, you go. You give it again.
1: Now they're coming through. They're they're really moving now. Holy cow! It's tire to tire, bare tire to bare tire, and oh no, they've made contact. Dirt on the front wheels.
0: That was ridiculous. Uh, uh, <laughs> just, brought real this, to me. just
3: brought out the sound designer <laughs> in me. That's all. God. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
3: that was it was just that sound. It's that. That's the sound, isn't it? It's just that's
2: the sound. That is yep. the sound. Yep. It really yeah. is. So,
1: I mean, this. I mean, my understanding of the history of the mic is it. It was really intended to block out as much background noise as possible, so the announcers could be heard over Formula One cars, which are ear-bleedingly loud. <laughs> like. Yeah,
3: exactly. Exactly. And,
2: and, and what's so funny is like that. That's the Kohl's, you know, it doesn't sound great, has a very specific purpose, and then you've got the Kohl's 4038s that are just like polar opposite coveted ribbon yeah. likes for overheads. Yeah, that's i I'm surprised those haven't taken off in, in voiceover. I wonder if someone's got another three thousand dollars to throw at a ribbon. How, how much is a 4038? Are they, the, are are they, they that, that expensive? They're I, like I'm two not grand. Not sure. I think
0: they're like at least. They're really they're good for playing table tennis. I know that much. <laughs>
2: oh, geez.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they are funny looking mics. Yeah. A lot yeah, of them look like mics a shovel. Are very odd looking. Yeah. 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 It's the 4038, and yep. it is
2: 1600 MSRP. not crazy. Not, not that too crazy. Yeah. No. I mean, but those are like, I, I've they're, they were in my studio for a while. Someone had them, and they really do work well
0: for. You know, the EQ is not overheads. all that different
1: from the KSM either, the mic that. Uh, Oh, Andrew, oh really? Andrew has. Yeah, they're very similar. Like and the price points on, very, similar. very similar. Yeah. What's what's the what's the game difference? Oh, price points. It's a thousand dollars less than the Sure. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. Sorry, Sure. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. 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 No. Th- th- when I line, th- there's a cool thing on RecordingHacks.com where you can look at two different microphones' frequency responses layered over top of each other. It's really mm. cool. Yeah. So if you want to research these mics, just go to RecordingHacks.com. Click on the microphone database and look at them. And you can literally look at them layered on top. And they are within a few dB
2: all the way up and down the spectrum. Like, they're very, very close. So, fascinating. So, here's an idea that no one's done, all you mic manufacturers out there. I have a... um no, I forgot the name. I, I think it's an Audix, but it's a really nice drum kick drum mic. It's a condenser. Oh yeah. D four or D two or something like that. It's, I think it's the five. I have to get the exact model. I had but D4, it's a D four. That was great. Yeah. Well, well, the one I have is a condenser and a dynamic in one. Oh yeah. Are you
1: sure that's an audio te- not an Audio Technica?
2: I it's that not an, an Audio Technica. Technica. It's a oh, no okay. no. Sorry, it's a Lewitt. Oh yeah, okay. it's
0: it. Okay. Yep.
2: And um, it's it's a dynamic. And a condenser in one. It's really great for kick. It's like, you know, you get your two flavors. You can blend stuff. No one has done a condenser ribbon combo mic. True.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: That's... Not that I'm aware of.
1: No. Mm. Mm. Somebody get on that. Yeah. 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 Certainly sure it could do it. Sure. sure. Yeah, or Road, sure. Can. Road? sure. Road. <laughs> and road. Yeah. Road. Yep. road could do it. I mean they've Absolutely. got they've got the intellectual property, they got the parts.
0: Yeah, and they got yeah. the NTR, which we I'm um, still want to try. Yeah.
1: I wonder if they have like a weird, like a you know, like the well, it died on the table, but it worked for a minute. You know, one
2: of those <laughs> microphones is yeah. so. yeah. it's it's been done with speakers. You 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 have your atoms, you know, your your dynamic and your ribbon tweeter speakers. Right. Um Joseph's, Josephson made the I forget what mic it is, but they make a huge mic with the large diaphragm, small diaphragm combo. Right, right. Um, my lab made these the rectangular diaphragm microphones that um, were supposed to be the best of a small diaphragm and large diaphragm in one where the, the short dimension of the rectangle was your small diaphragm and the yeah. long dimension was the uh, uh, large diaphragm. And then Audio Technica, I believe, currently makes, I believe, a pretty high-end ribbon mic that is also... It's like multi element or something. I,
1: oh, Audio Technica makes a, um, it's called a 5055 or 5050. 50, yeah, it's 5055 or 5051, something like that. And it's a four element yeah. rectangle. The elements are rectangular. Right. Four rectangular element condenser mic. It's it's. Oh, oh is it a
2: condenser? I, I, yeah. I thought they also made a multi element
1: ribbon, but. They may. But, yeah. but I know about the condenser. I've seen it and heard it, and it, it's super
2: high five. It's real. And and, and there's a whole impressive. lot of like multi-element microphones. Obviously, multi-element speakers. That's your yeah. you know three-way, two-way. But yeah. I don't think anyone's really combined on a mic a. Yeah. No. Like I don't I don't have any ribbon plus any condenser or dynamic mics. No, I don't. I don't either. That's that'd be an interesting hybrid for sure. Get on yeah. It. yeah, it could be really interesting. Somebody's gonna make one. Send me my uh, my uh, royalties.
3: Later. <laughs> yeah. with that. please
0: yes exactly
3: well it's interesting that you should mention adam's audio in there robert because i have actually been playing with a pair of their a7x uh speakers for the last three or four weeks which i'm absolutely well i've loved them so much i've just purchased them so um so did yes, you really i did i i love them can I just say, they I mean, are
1: not the budget Atoms. They have cheaper ones. Those are not the budget ones. They These do.
3: There's the well. There's just there's the just models. A7s, uh, and then there's yep. the A5s as well, which are obviously smaller.
1: And then I think they have like an entry level one too. Yeah. It's like a
2: different price point. Yeah, there Meant is to another one. with like the M Audio Bravo, I've got many more feet of ribbon tweeters than you. Yeah. <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> I do have a pair of MagnaPanners. Oh, Magna pans Love them. Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh, they're great. Yeah. Well,
3: there's there's two firsts in this for me because I've this is my actually my first pair of um, of active speakers. I've never owned powered speakers oh. before, uh, and it's my also mm-hmm. obviously also my first foray into ribbon tweeters. Um yeah. and I'm converted. Can I just say there's there's one interesting thing to start with though which I've been meaning to ask the guys at Federal Audio who sent me these on spec to begin with. Maybe you can answer this George, but I've only owned probably three or four pairs of brand new speakers in my life, but they suggested that I actually run break these in. So I actually had to put them I put them in my garage and took the headphone output of an old AM FM radio. Um, and just had to leave audio running through them for three or four days to, in his words, break in the tweeters. Have you heard hmm. anything about that no. before? Have you ever had you, to do that before? You could have had <laughs>
2: Howard Stern do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Well,
1: I, okay, I find this fascinating on two <laughs> levels. One, that they don't burn them in at the factory. Yeah, I find that mm-hmm. odd. Well, that, yeah, that was the conversation and Mike, AP the and I had. This yeah. expense, Yeah. Yeah. Expensive speaker should be burned into the factory and fully, fully baked. But I have heard of breaking in things over time, like but I've never heard of breaking in a ribbon tweeter. Like I I had no no Mm. idea. Mm. Um I've broken in headphones, I've broken in earphones and ear, you know, in ear monitors. Mm. Um, but I've never broken in a tweeter. So that's that's really interesting. But I mean, these guys, this is what they're this is their thing. Absolutely. I would imagine uh if they're telling you to do it, it's for a reason.
3: Well, their thing is pretty bloody incredible. I, I Straight out of the box, the difference between, and I should say that my previous set of speakers was um, a set of Dynaudio BM6s um, that obviously yeah, went through Yeah, no, those and are nice no Dynaudios slouches. are
2: great too. Which we, <laughs> they,
3: they are mm-hmm. great, but the top end is obviously, for obvious reasons, is
2: so much different in this. And for me, so much more natural. I think ribbon elements sound natural. It's the same thing as the microphones. They have a, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, and and the the, the other overall thing I've noticed is against the the Dyne audios is uh, how would I put in um if you thought about a photo for example well Photoshop it, for me everything feels more in focus on on these than it used to before like in terms of depth yeah how far back things are or how far forward they are. I get a much better sense of that with these than I used to with the the Dian audios. Um, imaging? They call yeah, it?
1: The imaging? imaging? Yeah, yeah the imaging.
3: Yeah, probably the imaging. The only thing I'm struggling with, and I guess because I, I haven't t- tuned these into my room yet because I wasn't sure whether I was keeping them, I haven't got around the back and, yeah. and had to play at the back, but... I think it's also probably because it's got the front firing bass ports, I am struggling a bit with the bottom end. I noticed at first I Mm -hmm. was pulling out Mm -hmm. way too much and now I'm leaving a bit more than I need to. But um, Mm -hmm. once I kind of dial them in, I guess, that will be probably a, a little better.
1: Have you ever noticed the actual sound of the ports? Like when there's a big drop, <laughs> yeah, bass drop. You can you feel it. Hear, <laughs> you yeah, can yeah, feel
3: it, but it, you don't it get turbulence. It dries your hair, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it like does. A, it uh, your hair. You f- no, okay. it's not like a... Do you yeah. mean like being overdriven or something like that?
2: Well,
1: Is yeah. That I mean, I've heard yeah. some ported speakers where you can actually hear the air woofing out of the you, hole. You, you can, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: Like, like sometimes you have to be careful of what you put in front of them because you can hear them... You know, like if there mm-hmm. there is something there, they, the air deflects off them and makes a little sound or something. I'll
1: tell you, what they claim literally on their spec is linear frequency response from 42 mm. hertz mm. to 50 kilohertz. Oh, wow. I mean, that's a pretty bold claim. First of all, just to claim linear. That's that's the claim that it's flat 50 from kilohertz. 42 that's, to 50k. That's like
2: the Tannoy with like the super tweeter.
1: Yeah, yeah. so 50k means, you know... You could use this at night to to basically repel insects. Just play like some ultrasonic soundtrack, you know, 192 kilohertz sample rate. There'd
0: be bats crashing yeah. into windows everywhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty that's pretty remarkable. I mean, you know, most adults can't hear above about 15K mm. or less. So that's pretty amazing. But, you know, you have massive extension at the top end. That's mm. got to count for a lot too.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I've never looked at the specs on these. I don't know. I don't know how
1: high they go. If anyone could well, see. Know, if you of don't have computer? the speakers, what are we going to do, man? All we can do is look at the specs. You get to actually <laughs> Yeah, that's that. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all we get, you know.
2: One one thing about like ribbon tweeters and I have to say that I really do like the imaging on my Magna Panters and whatnot. and I think part of it is you know like like they're sitting and and, and they rely on the surround to disperse the sound because the nature a, a little bit of a ribbon is to be very much like a dipole Right, um, mm-hmm. and so the just just like the polar pattern of the mic, the the speaker can have a similar pattern of dispersion. Um, so I, I would think that they would have a more separated stereo image, mm-hmm. um, and 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 therefore more defined, possibly. Or I'm not sure. I mean, what's your what's your impression of that? I think you're about. From, from I think those? you're probably
3: right. Absolutely, but that, the, see, that's the thing overall with these that the, the mid range is remarkably. There, which sort of I missed on the BM sixes a little. Like I, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is everything seems to be there across the whole spectrum. In in that sort of yeah. there nat naturally sounding in your face sort of yeah. thing. I hope I'm describing this
1: properly. <laughs> well, what's fascinating about ribbon, well, well, in the terms of the magnet pans. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's funny. I just listened to some audio nerd guy, you know, audiophile guy. There's a guy on YouTube called the Audiophiliac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, You Yeah, know, he's a real geeky dude, but he's he, he knows more about speakers than anybody I know. And um, he compares them all, you know, and he loves the MagnaPans, you know. But they have to be a good two feet away from the wall. They walls. have to be,
2: yeah, because they bounce right off the back of the wall, right?
1: And they but, also, but they also make on-wall versions. Oh, they do. I'm looking at their site. So they have oh. some designed for like theater use, or you just Attach them yeah. to the wall. So, but that tweeter is like, is it's an on-wall tweeter. It's it's mounted to a box, so.
2: Yeah, it's like four feet long. But when, one thing, like, the MagnaPanners definitely like to have a subwoofer because the whole thing's a, yeah. pla- a planar speaker, so they don't right. really have a lot of ability to move air and hit you in the chest. You need the subwoofer for that. Yeah. But the yeah. great thing about the MagnaPanners is you close your eyes, and because it's like this wall of sound, the it's the speaker goes away, it just sounds like it's coming at you from everywhere. I mean it as yeah. so a stereo image, but unlike a small bookshelf speaker where you're, you close your eyes and you can point at the speaker and yeah. and you lose that illusion, like the magnetpanther is just the sound's coming right at you from everywhere up and down, yeah. Mm. yeah it's pretty remarkable, and they don't weigh a lot, right, so you
1: can kind of put them know. away if you have to
2: <laughs> not you you live
1: with anybody you can kind of
2: <laughs> yeah they're 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 definitely not like um. I'll, I'll politically correct like partner friendly. Um, <laughs> right. They're
1: not partner friendly, yet. but um, I
2: mean, some of them look like room dividers. Like they're they, they, really they look do. like yeah, yeah yeah. I mean they 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 are less ugly than other speakers, but they yeah. just take up a lot of space. They're quite sizable, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and, and, they, and they and they have these big feet, so that you can't like sometimes move them around very easily. Not not big <laughs> feet, but the feet come out, you know, like yeah, a good foot and a half on either yeah, side of them. So they don't tip mm-hmm. over.
1: Yeah. So so so, what, what happens to the Dynaudio's now?
3: Well, uh, they've actually been sold. He's shipping them to me. They're, they're, oh. They've gone. They've gone to a new home. So, um, yeah, they didn't take long to sell.
0: And it was they're perfect because well, Robert moved hard. after he uh, after delivery, so the guy can't find him.
3: That's right. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you, you, you did raise an interesting point, though, Robert, about being close to the wall, because that's part of the reason I liked these. Because they did have those front facing bass ports, because yes. I only have a small mm-hmm. room. So my desk yeah. is up against the wall. Um, and that's one of the reasons I like these. So that it wasn't firing, you know, a whole bunch of bottom end And right. they're tunable. Straight out the back. They they and they're little, tunable. Uh, that's right. EQ
1: tunes. Yeah, so yes. You can roll off as low as six. As as much as six dB, yep. at the low end. I think it's three
2: hundred of... down. And, or and very yeah. different, very uh. different from the Magnapanners. They are they are a closed back speaker. Yes, Um right. And so they 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 don't have the same issue. It's like that tweeter is backed and it has, I, I believe, it has like a little, not a horn, but a plastic kind of. They call it uh, a waveguide, I guess. Like surround around the tweeter to kind of try to get it to disperse out, yeah. maybe so it's not so. Directional. Mm-hmm. Have you played um,
1: with stereo mixing much? Like, apparently, there's, these are supposed to have like a incredibly wide sweet spot. Yeah. Ra- well, radio is yeah, that true?
3: Radio imaging, it's all about stereo, the stereo soundstage. So, yeah, it's all, yeah, I have done a lot of that. And that's one thing that is also very true is, yeah, that the stereo yeah. sweet spot is very wide. Indeed.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And I love it. Very cool.
3: So, yeah. So, uh, well, I should say thank you to the guys at Federal Audio here in Australia because they. They uh-huh. were, uh, I, I'd been hassling them for six months because of COVID. They were having trouble getting some in the country. <laughs> and me being yeah. Mr. Impatient every three months, I was going, hey, got any in yet? Uh-huh. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. hey, hey.
1: hey. Like, so, um,
3: so they were very patient <laughs> with me and they also did me a very sweet deal uh, at the end of the day. So thank you to the guys at Federal Lovely. Audio.
1: Chris in particular. Nice. Very cool. Well, yeah, their entry-level model is I think the T-series. I believe that is that what last, it is. Yeah. Last okay. Last
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's compare because these come in uh, off the shelf here in Australia. These are uh, tw- about twenty-seven hundred for a pair. For so, pair, yeah. yeah. So one of those? if you so, look, so cheap. Uh, I mean,
2: I mean, they're up there with t- twenty-seven Australian. So that makes them what, like
0: about
2: $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, three U.S. dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
3: about eighteen hundred, eighteen nineteen hundred, probably. Yeah. not
0: for much longer, yeah. Robert. Not for much longer. Oh, really? Longer.
3: <laughs> are, we, are we crashing down
0: here?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, good on you. So, so we've gone the we've run the we've run the gamut of ribbon.
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. absolutely.
1: I think it's pretty cool. I I uh, I I want to hear about more about ribbon and possibly start even specing some ribbon mics
0: and some, some for some of my clients. Uh, what color, Out of interest, um, Robo. what colour are the ribbons in there? Are they yellow? They're yellow, aren't they? Yellow the gold. Color? Yeah, yellow, goldy, color?
3: yeah, yeah. Goldy yeah. colour. Does yeah. it come
0: with an old oak tree?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should do oak-coloured <sighs> cabinets. There you go. That'd Correct. Be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd
1: be interesting. Are yeah. you dating, you're dating yourself with that song? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what you're talking yeah. about, so uh, <laughs> that would have to <laughs> include me. In that.
3: The interesting <laughs> is what you were just saying now about ribbons, George, is... Everything, how everything old is new again. I mean, you know, go back yeah. 10, right. 15 years ago and people would have gone on uh, ribbon poo-poo mm-hmm.
2: and, uh, and look at it now. Uh, uh, yeah, like, you know, like I was saying with the Royer, they, I think Royer almost single-handedly kind of brought back the ribbon mics. Mm. Um, and, and actually, funny enough, when you really look at the Royer, it's an homage to the Bang & Olsen microphone. Oh it is? Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bang & Olufsen made a little ribbon mic that was really cool actually because you could buy a second element and plug it right into the top of the other one and then you had your MS
0: um, or not Fire. MS
2: but your uh, bloom line. That's obscure. Oh yeah. yeah
0: I had no idea. Huh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well there you go, ribbons. Maybe they will work for voiceover. Who knows? Shake right. it up. Sell okay. your four D one Well it's still worth
2: something. <laughs> 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 I don't think they're
0: ever gonna go out of fashion, are they? No, I don't think so.
1: Well that was fun. Is it over?
0: The Pro Audio Suite recorded using Rode NTG5s and SourceConnect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. With tech support from George the Tech Whiz. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website, proaudiosuite.com.